0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: Here in the studio,
2: it's Ian,
3: Bigfoot's Mountaineer,
2: and the Reverend Captain Kickass. Something that was very interesting at the time that it happened, uh, but I haven't heard a lot about up until this last week was the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, that was targeted (laughs) yeah
1: humanity's attention span seems to be less than five minutes these days yes luckily a
2: pulitzer prize winning investigative journalist seymour hirsch the name that rings a bell i guess he's (laughs) he worked for the new york Uh, times the only
1: seymour i remember is uh, the guy who wrote under the
2: bleachers seymour butts seymour (laughs) butts uh this guy i guess he's you know got some he's got some acclaim to his name uh for whatever work he's done in the past and he's done quite a uh, a bit of an investigation on this situation. And at the time when it happened, of course, it was right before the, uh, you know, right before the weather started getting colder. And there was What's all this. Nord Stream? It is a pipeline uh, that is run by Russia. Thank you for asking. Yeah, Russia's pipeline that was uh, delivering or was intended to deliver, I believe, natural gas to Germany. And the rest of europe i presume as well but germany was where it would terminate coming from russia going through uh what is that the baltic is it the baltic sea that's up there i believe so i think that's what it is so yeah it was underwater in the baltic sea terminating at germany uh it had not yet been it was full of gas but it had not yet been like authorized by the german government mm. so it was just like ready to go but they weren't actually using the gas oh it was an empty pipeline no no it was oh. full oh it was so it, it was, was full pressure. it was full okay. of gas right. it's just the german government had not yet said they didn't
1: turn the faucet on
2: yeah had not yet said okay yeah we want cheaper gas <laughs> they were having their their spat with russia right over this ukraine uh situation yep yep, yep. and so you know this was right after when russia had turned off the spigot so to speak towards Europe, or had turned it down, and then there were issues with the other pipeline that they had. I believe that's Nord Stream One, if I recall the the naming correctly. That I think travels over land. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. I by by no well, means. I don't know, but if, if that's expert.
1: true, they need some new marketing people to rename their pipes because Nord Stream One and Nord Stream Two is pretty boring.
2: It is, but these are governments, you know. Yeah. So like, you're not going to get creative names from uh, from them but uh somebody blew it up the nord stream 2 somebody quote unquote yeah, an yeah. unknown person
1: persons or entity
2: yeah and, and you know maybe it was joe biden
1: who had this done <laughs> wait a minute can you imagine biden in like some sort of underwater like scuba suit or a, <laughs> you know some sort of mini submarine with like robot arms he's down there do <laughs> you know planting <laughs> you know whatever explosives and that kind of thing
2: uh, that would be hilarious, uh, but I don't think it went that way. In oh. fact, I do have here—I'm going to see if I can find—I'm uh, going to have to pull it up on
1: this computer or the studio computer. I'm assuming we're blaming ready. Joe Biden for blowing up the pipeline.
2: We're blaming the United States government, and certainly it was done at the behest and or the, with the complete knowledge of Joe Biden— We played for you audio at the time that uh, that surfaced and has, uh, has, has resurfaced here. And here it is from the Daily Mail in the UK. This is Joe Biden speaking in February of 2022. Now, keep in mind that the pipeline was destroyed in September of 2022. So this is, you know, seven months prior to this happening. Uh, this was spoken by Joe Biden just prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and just just to bring you
4: back in if case you Russia missed it. Invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the the border of Ukraine. Uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it.
2: Caller, what is your name? You're on Free Talk Live.
0: I'm John from Chattanooga.
2: John, what's on your mind listening tonight? On.
0: W- yeah. Uh, W-G-O-W is where Great I'm listening station. to. Just want everybody to know where I'm from. Me
2: yeah. too. Thank okay. you.
0: Okay. So, first off, I, I, I love what you guys are doing. I, I really do. I've loved it for years. I called in Thank yesterday you. for the first time, and uh, today I'm, I'm going to call, and I work for the government again, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you right now, they lie to you. They lie sure to everybody that, they're, that, that works for them. They, they let you know a little bit, but they don't let you know everything.
1: Yeah, you're compartmentalized. They will do
0: that to you. Yes, it's very compartmentalized. It's something that they always have done, and they will always continue to do it. There's always somebody up there. Okay, when September 11th happened, I was stationed at Inserlake, Turkey, mm-hmm. and I watched the towers fall from Inserlake, Turkey mm-hmm. at an air base in Inserlake, Turkey. And then I was told... Uh, about nine months later that we were going to Iraq. And I said, why are we going to Iraq, sir? I asked my commanding officer this. He said, you're not to ask questions. I said, well, why? Why are we going there? I, I don't understand. And I will always remember this because it just, it was something that happened that I was like, this was not related to Iraq. I just did not believe it. And as we found out later, Iraq had nothing to yeah, do
1: it with wasn't. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what was, what was yeah. the uh, uh, recently too within the past? I don't know, fifteen years. Uh, they came out and said, uh, "Oh yeah, the Gulf of Tonkin totally false flag, totally yeah, made up thing." Yeah, and that was, and yeah. that was the, the whole reason that I mean, like the U.S. admitted it, right? For a while, like people, investigative journalists, you know, that kind of thing. They they go out and say, "Say, well, we we believe that this was planned by the U.S. and this was an operation and the U.S. for." Ever was like, no, 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 we didn't. And then finally they're like, yeah, it was us.
2: (laughs) But weapons of mass destruction. Someone found yellow cake. Blah, blah, blah. Lies, lies, lies. How many did they find? How many did
0: they find? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So not only are they liars, but they're thieves. They take your money Mm -hmm. and use it to do things, and then they completely lie about what they're doing with it.
2: And kill your sons and daughters. Oh, yeah or yeah. if they don't kill them turn them you know insane by having them being in combat zones yeah. and
1: and then and then give you you know false senses of participation like, what we did over there was important we have to go over there and mm-hmm. take care of them otherwise they'll get out of hand and do things that we don't yeah. like
0: it's the fear mechanism oh yeah it's sure. fear Promote fear. Promote and make fear the biggest thing that we have. Make fear the best thing that we can use as a weapon against our own people so we can take our people and make money off of them by having war. It's war that they want because they make money off of war. You know they've done it forever.
2: War is the health of the state. I believe that's Randolph Bourne who said that, and, and he is absolutely correct. They have to have fear. Yes. Uh, because they have to have an enemy. They have to have the other. They have to have the bad guy. Because if they didn't have that, then people might figure out that it's the government that is the bad guy. That they, these people who lie for a living and, and take your money and steal for a living, and everyone knows that they lie. Like, that's not a surprise. And everybody just keeps it going. That's, that's the, the sad we part. This? Well, because they've been brainwashed. I'll tell you why. The it's reason, ridiculous. I agree John, but the reason wor- the reason why is the the same yeah. criminal enterprise that is lying to you about yellow cake in Iraq is running the schools. So they get the youth yeah. of America for
1: 12 for years, 13, 13 years, years
2: at least, not including college, but 13 years of every day indoctrination pledging allegiance. I pledge
1: allegiance you to know, the flag of the United States of America.
2: We do have David on the line in Georgia though. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead David.
1: So, let me see if I can
5: re- let me see if I can get this straight. Is it the Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire if you will?
1: Mm, you forgot Lord.
5: Ah, uh, time. That's I mean, all right, that's but good. other than
1: that, perfect spot on. All right. <laughs> okay. Still no well, doctor yet though. Lord? Uh yeah, no doctor. Yeah. Is there a doctor in there? Yeah, Lord Reverend Dr. Okay, Captain okay. Kickass Buckshot Esquire if you will. Put a "the" actually, the oh. Lord Reverend, and then we added on Beard Talk Live last week. We added the authentic Lord mm. Reverend Captain <laughs> or Lord Doctor Reverend Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will.
5: You can't even remember your own name for too
1: long. No, I'm just going by Doug tonight. Apparently, <laughs> there
5: you go. You should get uh, you should get your co host Nikki a beard so she can be on Beard Talk Live. We we actually there do, is
1: one in here. We yeah. do own a uh, yeah, it's a. We call it the strap-on. The guest beard. <laughs> strap-on beard.
5: Okay. Now, before, uh, you guys mentioned taxation and how the government steals your tax money to fund these uh, like attacks against pipelines and wars and yeah. things like that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a, a thing where you can do – you have to hire lawyers and whatever to do it. but so basically you pay – no taxes to the government and then what you would owe in taxes to the government you actually give to like charities and stuff like that and the government hates it so you have to have like lawyers and crap like that so
2: uh, i don't sure know if you, you have to have lawyers care. but uh, it's called a, i think a deduction if i recall correctly from the taxes and such is if you no, give what, money
5: what you do is you just refuse to pay the taxes entirely and then you figure out what you would have owed in taxes for that year and then you pay it all to charities
2: Yeah, I think that's called a deduction. I mean, again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe that's... I I
1: think he's talking about one of these sort of... legal like loophole things that you can jump through kind of like imagine the sovereign citizen movement Uh uh, and that kind of a thing where there's some certain paperwork you can fill out to where you know you you, okay fine you don't have to pay this tax instead we're still going to take the money but it can go over to these charities instead
2: I didn't know I I, I mean I don't know if there's uh, restrictions on deductions but I'm
1: pretty sure that that's a thing right it's fairly regularly done of course yeah uh, that's why there's all these charities that are like, make a tax deductible right. donation to you know, act well, organization. Mean, yeah.
5: I mean, I know, I know you can donate to charities, but I'm almost certain there's people who will refuse to pay the IRS anything, and then they'll take they'll figure out what they owe in taxes and pay it all to charities. Not I, give I it have no idea.
1: The if there is, I, I don't know what that is, and I haven't heard of it. If you can find out more about it, I'd love to know.
2: Like, we'll to me, it just sounds like list.
1: people taking a deduction. I mean, that's that's yeah. a thing that people do. I mean, do. it still doesn't excuse them taking the money in the first place.
5: Well, Indeed. no, they don't take it. You don't You don't give them a cent at all.
1: Yeah, those would like, be not, uh, people right, who— Right, right, but what, what it sounds like you're saying, though, is that it would be enforced that you would figure out whatever you would owe, and that money would go to charities instead. Well, what if I needed to live? Yeah, what if, why, why does somebody else get to decide where my money goes at all?
2: So they were planning this thing long before they even really had any idea what
3: was Mm -hmm. going to happen, and it turned out to be quite timely for them. Right. And then they spent the last few years blaming everything on Russia, uh, claiming that that the president of the country was a Russian agent. I mean, every time Mm -hmm. something came up that they didn't like, it was definitely Russia. Russia. Oh, these were Russian hackers. Wait, Tulsi Gabbard, she's a Russian Mm, agent. You mean
1: Trump's not Russian? Right. Oh, they had me thinking Trump was Russian.
3: Yeah, so all of these things that are obviously pretexts to war. I mean, people on average didn't believe them. I mean, at least half the population never believed any of this stuff, but if it had if it had become common knowledge that any of this was true, then it would have been a perfect pretext for war. So Russia saw this over and over. Okay, you have you have made sure that you can get into my country with an army. And now you're getting your citizens so pissed off at me that they will be happy to go to war with me. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to go. Okay, no, you can't have my doorway. Right. So then, what they did was apparently,
2: according to the uh, undercover person who revealed this information to Seymour Hirsch, was they had an operation, a NATO operation, where U.S. Navy divers. Uh, Tied some bombs onto the underwater Nord Stream pipeline in the uh, Baltic Sea. And then those bombs would have been detonatable remotely. And then they just simply bided their time. They waited three months. They bided their time? And (laughs) and they uh, they dropped a buoy from an airplane. And that buoy had a certain radio signal that was emanating. And then that triggered the explosions.
3: We named him. He's David Bowie. Yeah. yeah and and i i really have to point out here that one of the biggest parts of this is back to the petrodollar because The United States has the. uh, You have to look at who are the biggest producers of oil in the world. Okay, it's the US, Russia, Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So Saudi Arabia has uh, and has continued, no matter how upset they are with the US, which, like at this point, they won't even meet with the president anymore. That's how upset they are. But even then, they will not sell their oil for anything but dollars. Okay, then uh, obviously the US is going to sell its oil for only dollars okay, Russia is not in on that plan so Russia is not letting you have a currency that is backed by all the oil in the world. okay well we're just going to make sure that you can't sell your oil to anyone yeah. the administration of President Biden has
2: been focused on jeopardizing the Nord Stream pipelines according to RT initially through sanctions and ultimately by direct sabotage seeing as it a, uh, seeing it as a key to swaying Europe to its cause amid the then looming conflict in ukraine according to hirsch quote as long as europe remained dependent on the pipelines for cheap natural gas washington was afraid that countries like germany would be reluctant to supply ukraine with the money and weapons that it needed to defeat russia he wrote moscow provided a similar take on the incident shortly after the blast branding them as a terrorist attack and stating the u.s was the nation that benefited the most from it by accelerating europe's attempts to wean itself off of russian gas and uh, finally, they point out that Hirsch has, throughout his career, reported on numerous explosive stories, including war crimes in the U.S. or by the U.S. military, and high-profile political scandals exposing the My Lai massacre by U.S. troops in Vietnam. So he goes way back. Uh, scored the journalist in the uh, scored the journalist the Pulitzer Prize in 1970. Other notable stories that he reported on, including the Watergate scandal, the CIA illegal domestic spying as well as America's military torture and abuse of detainees at Abu Ghraib prison. I mean this guy is he's big, right? This I thought like I said I thought I recognized the name, but I certainly did not know of his Yeah. Uh, these are what we
1: call in the regular world credentials. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get much bigger than that. Not not something that uh, he got because he went to government and filled out a form and paid a fee. Even if you
2: can see it clearly, right? And we can. And some of our callers can see it pretty clearly as well. Like you can see the corruption. You can see the lies. You can see yeah. the graft or the, the grift or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, You can see it all. And it's like, what do you do? How do you get from here where we are to the idea of no state? I mean, it has to be some sort of mass uh, evolution. It, yeah, it has yeah, to yeah. be. well, it's a,
1: it's a social movement is what mm-hmm. needs to happen. Um, something the likes of the actual ending of overt slavery. Right. There was a time when that was just an accepted thing. Human beings were like, yep, we just accept that slaves exist. And then one day, not one day, but over a period of time, mankind. Not just that they exist, but they were necessary. Right. But over a period of time, the idea that slavery was wrong began to germinate. It began to Mm -hmm. grow. It began to spread. People began to go, hey, you know what? Um, forcing people to give us 100% of their life's effort is wrong, and I wouldn't want that done to me. Well, so it started with the Quakers. I and they would not do it to other people.
2: The, the Quakers were the ones that were sort of known for it, at least here in the, the United States, yeah. being the first to be anti-slavery, and they were crazy. Oh, it's crazy course, yeah. to be anti-slavery. Well, and, and, we and need them to pick the And that's where we're at now.
1: The you know the the normies, the the statists, the uh, the the asleep people who are listening mm-hmm. to our program are thinking that about us. Mm, yeah, doing yeah. this program here right. tonight, and the callers who called are like, "These people are crazy. You mad idealists. You're just not practical." But the difference is, is that for me, anyway, I don't know about you guys. I observed some evidence. That's uh, totally through all of the things that they taught me about what government is out the freaking window. Right. Uh, the, the least of not, which, of course, is democide. The numbers on democide alone should make you go, okay, this organization type does nothing but kill humans. Like, if you look at what is this system designed to do, what does it do the most of? Killing is what it does the most of. Taking your money is what it does the most of. Well, and a lot of people. Telling you what
3: to do is what it does the most of. Well, a lot of people don't want to admit to themselves that that's the fact, that that is the obvious conclusion from the data, because that means that they have to do so much work. Okay, well, now I have to decide who's an authority on things. Well, but right now I can just do whatever the D- CDC tells me, and when the CIA tells well, me no, that this like, is a fact, I can just believe them. Like, when people start to entertain the idea that
1: what we are saying here is factual and true, their fear kicks in, mm-hmm. their, their adrenaline kicks in, they're, they're afraid to even think mm-hmm. that- Oh, yeah. like Oh, yeah.
3: If you question yeah. the king, even in your heart and never say a word, it still puts a target on your back. So, like, I understand that it's
1: difficult for people to sort of get through the, the the brainwashing, through the indoctrination. I understand that it's difficult, but it's necessary. And here we are, right? It started long before i ever was introduced to the philosophies of freedom and thankfully there were writers there were you know other thought leaders if you will who put this stuff down on books so that other people could read them and then the internet kicked in and all of a sudden humanity had this access to information that the likes of which they'd never had before and it was unfettered and so that's when i sort of figured it out when i awoke was like oh my gosh I can have access to all this information, and there's not just one, some obscure book that I might have heard of. No, there's people actually talking about this, having discussions about it, talking about ways to overcome the problem. How do we indeed end statism?
2: You're on Free Talk Live. What is your name?
1: I heard my name mentioned.
6: This is David.
2: Oh, hey, Banner or Bowie?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love Bowie and uh, Banner. I have a couple of uh, – I have something – that I don't like about that. <laughs> all,
2: right. all right. What's on your mind tonight, David?
6: Anyway, uh, I was a gopher uh, at a radio station. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, KFWB in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I've heard of it uh, for okay. a minute. For a minute, I thought you were telling us that you were a wildlife critter.
2: Does that mean yeah, you're like an intern? What is a gopher?
6: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's, you know, not getting paid. Back yeah. in the old days, back in 1968, when they were attempting to go all news. Okay, gotcha. And I was air-checking the crap out of them on a daily basis because that was the last of their music. And uh, I was getting ready to go someplace. Air-checking, by the way, and, for our uh, listeners
2: that don't know, is an industry uh, slang term that basically means you were recording the on-air feed.
6: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big air-check fan. I love air-checks on YouTube and stuff like that. It's okay. just an incredible... Uh, collection that they have uh, on YouTube of air checks, old tapes of old radio stations. And uh, while, while I was getting ready to go someplace and I was recording, now there's thousands and thousands of hours of KFWB that I have from this era. Okay. Uh, I Jeez. heard them say on the news, uh, our parent company Westinghouse has just successfully disassembled and reassembled uh, a, uh, a box of ordinary house tools, from one uh, part of this warehouse that was like six blocks in in diameter, six blocks long, but they had successfully uh, reassembled them. So it's kind of like beaming, I would guess, you know, from
1: Star Trek, right? Oh, you're talking about like teleportation or something like that?
6: Well, they they disassembled the molecules of a box of house tools and then reassembled them at the other end of a – uh of of, uh, of this building of, of this huge this was warehouse. in the 1960s 68 yeah and that's the only time i ever heard it and it's been shut up and nobody talks about it and i was wondering if you guys could check into that that wow. westinghouse did an experiment and they were successfully uh beaming something from one end of a six block uh, warehouse to another i'd like you to check into that and see what you can come up with
3: We'll get our crack team of investigators on that immediately. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my cool. hot take. I doubt it. Like, seriously, well, the precision required for that, there was nothing, there was no technology that I'm aware of that could even begin to do that at the time.
2: Apparently, uh, just yeah. a quick search here, Quora.com in an article about, uh, did Nikola Tesla? Uh, I was
1: going uh, to create... say, that's some, like, Tesla-level uh, stuff Wow, that he's did, talking yeah, about. Did yeah, Nikola. But-
3: but it's not really his style like so i've I've actually looked into the 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 general principles that he ascribed to and how they were applied uh, i'm no expert by any means but like i i get a general sense of where he was headed and i don't think this is uh, uh the same sort of a thing now having them vibrate and uh like be pushed through the building would be yeah. something theoretically within some of his framework maybe but uh, disassembled and reassembled, not that I'm aware of.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they had that kind of technology, you would think they'd have stayed in business. So we're looking at this uh, story about the Nord Stream pipeline. And since we were talking about the, uh, the Norway or the, the Norwegian connection here, I'll just give you an excerpt. Uh, they say here, this is the section on this, again, 5,000-word story from Seymour Hirsch. Norway was the perfect place to base the mission. In the past few years of the East-West crisis, the U.S. military has vastly expanded its presence inside Norway, whose western border runs 1,400 miles along the North Atlantic Ocean and merges above the Arctic Circle with Russia. The Pentagon has created high-paying jobs and contracts amid some local controversy by investing hundreds of millions of dollars to upgrade and expand the American Navy and Air Force facilities in Norway. The new works included, most importantly, an advanced synthetic aperture radar far up north that was capable of penetrating deep into Russia and came online just as the American intelligence community lost access to a series of long-range listening sites inside China. A newly refurbished American submarine base, which had been under construction for years, had become operational with more American and more American submarines were now able to work closely with their Norwegian colleagues to monitor and spy on a major Russian nuclear redoubt 250 miles to the east in the Kola Peninsula. America has also vastly expanded a Norwegian air base in the north and delivered to the Norwegian Air Force a fleet of Boeing built P8 Poseidon patrol planes. Guess which plane <laughs> dropped the buoy into the Baltic Sea? Which was predicted or rather explained at the time. We talked about this by this uh, YouTube geek, and I'm sorry I don't remember the name yeah. of the channel, but we linked to it. It was actually found by Jay Freeville in our uh, chat room over at chat.freetalklive.com. He's the one that put the video, as I recall, in our chat server. So it's thanks to our chatters for, uh, for uncovering this information. The Poseidon P-8 patrol plane was what was seen on the night of in the vicinity of the explosion. Coincidence? Dropping down 10,000 feet from where it was flying. This was after it went into the European uh, airspace to refuel. It then came over the Baltic Sea, dropped 10,000 feet down, and then came right
1: back up as though it had maybe done something. And they'd have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for
3: us pesky kids. Yeah. No, no, it was clearly Russia obviously Russia destroyed up their, own their own pipeline 20 billion dollar pipeline or right whatever, I mean right? when you're getting into a war the first thing to do is to weaken yourself as much as possible <laughs> I mean you try and cut your own arteries right. before you run at them you know I mean who amazing to me that anyone thought it was the Russians just makes no sense well I, again this gets back to that whole thing you can you can either choose who to believe or not or you cannot make the choice and just blindly trust the corporate and government sources. Uh, in return for getting those patrol planes from the
2: U.S., the Norwegian government angered liberals and some moderates in their parliament last November by passing the Supplementary Defense Cooperation Agreement. Under the New Deal, the U.S. legal system would have jurisdiction in certain agreed areas. In the north, over American soldiers accused of crimes off-base... As well as over those Norwegian citizens accused or suspected of interfering with the work at the base. So basically giving U.S. jurisdiction over in the northern portion of Norway. Pretty crazy. Uh, Turns out they were one of the original signatories of the NATO treaty in 1949 in the early days of the Cold War. Today the supreme commander of NATO is Jens Stoltenberg. A committed anti communist who served as Norway's prime minister for eight years before moving to his high NATO post with American backing in twenty fourteen. At this point, the Navy's obscure deep diving group in Panama City once again came into play. The deep sea schools there, whose trainees participated in Ivy Bells, are seen as an Panama unwanted City, Florida? Yep. Backwater by the elite graduates of the Naval Academy in Annapolis who typically seek the glory of being assigned as a SEAL fighter pilot or submariner. If one must become a black shoe, that is, a member of the less desirable surface ship command, there's always at least there's always at least duty on a destroyer, cruiser or amphibious ship. The least glamorous of all is mine warfare. Its divers never appear in Hollywood movies
1: or on the cover of popular magazines. So you're saying that it's entirely possible. That Florida man was somehow involved in the bombing of Nord Stream 2.
2: Could be. A source said, quote, The best divers with deep diving qualifications are a tight community, and only the very best are recruited for the operation and told to be prepared to be summoned to the CIA in Washington. The Norwegians, according to Hirsch, and Americans had a location and the operatives, but there was another concern. Any unusual underwater activity in the waters off Bornholm might draw the attention of the Swedish or Danish navies, which could report it. Denmark had also been one of the original NATO signatories and was known in the intelligence community for its special ties to the U.K., Sweden had applied for membership in NATO and had demonstrated its great skill in managing its underwater sound and magnetic sensor systems that successfully tracked Russian submarines that would occasionally show up in remote waters of their archipelago and be forced to the surface. The Norwegians joined the Americans in assisting that some senior officials in Denmark and Sweden had to be briefed in general terms about possible diving activity in the area. In that way, someone higher up could intervene and keep a report out of the chain of command, thus insulating the pipeline operation. So they didn't tell them the whole thing. Mm. They told them they were doing something.
3: Well, and you'll notice, it's the secret service, not the secret organization. What service do they really provide? Oh, they're servicing you. They're servicing you, and that's not a secret. You are being serviced. Mm, Most people don't know about it. You mean they're uh, uh, investigating counterfeiting? Yeah, most people don't know about the investigating, counterfeiting. Most people don't know why that is important. I'm saying service as a euphemism. Yeah, I know. They are servicing the entire world, figuratively speaking, and almost none of the people in the world know anything about it. They don't know about money printing. I've noticed.
2: Let's talk to Jet. He's on the line calling us from Kentucky. Go ahead, Jet.
4: Yeah, I'm on a funky phone. Can you hear me okay?
2: Yeah, go ahead
4: okay um, I actually to do, do a me
2: a favor things. you're actually a little too loud uh just back away from that phone maybe oh, about okay. uh four inches or three inches or something like that try that
4: well I'm on a I'm on a headset
2: oh well so then disc- disconnect that? that headset if you can because most of the time headsets sound way worse than the actual phone would sound if you were just talking into it so as long as you're not driving or something oh, really?
4: let me see if I can do
2: yeah if you don't mind it's always appreciated when uh, people take the time to. If it's like do a that. Bluetooth, headset Absolutely. yeah,
1: they're they're pretty terrible. They're
2: you... usually fine if you're just talking to somebody else on another phone. Yeah, but what for we, whatever but reason, if you're it... using like a VoIP phone, you've got like a USB wired headset on. It's usually right. All right, we got you, man. Go ahead. Yeah, it's better.
4: Okay. Oh yeah. Um, earlier, you were talking about doing the uh, you know the income tax thing, and I just wanted to call and get a quick. Correction correction on that. It was a caller who was saying
2: uh, that he thought that there were people who uh, were avoiding paying taxes by donating to charities. And as I understand it, that's just a deduction. But what do you—please clarify.
4: Oh, well, not about that. Just about the idea that no one really has to contribute. (laughs) Okay. Um, Go on. There's there's a trick. There's a trick that they pull on you. Um, Most people are under— this W-4 thing, and the W-4 has, uh, used to have, now they've changed it, of course, to make it more obscure, but it used to have a, on, on line seven, it said, if you did not owe tax last year, or if you owe, if you don't expect to owe tax next year, you can write the word exempt in line seven. Well, they took away that um, line seven and yeah, oh, of hit of hid it. So now you have to, well, hang on, hang on. Go ahead, Jet. Now you have to write the word "exempt" down in an open space, in other words, you have to know the trick oh. anyway, the idea is since since no one since no one owes i mean legally logically um, the fact is you didn't owe tax last year and you don't expect to owe tax this year, but everyone, why you, why do you do, say so. that
2: because I mean certainly. A lot of people think that they owe taxes. They're raised to believe that they owe taxes. How can you just say that no one owes? What are you basing that on?
4: Well, not no one. You know, you know, you have the five or six categories. You have the non-resident alien, the foreign corporation, the agents of the corporation, the federal government employees, um, the, uh, the, the populations of protected states like Guam, Puerto Rico, Washington, D.C., those those are actually listed as people who owe a tax from their wages because all taxation is supposed to be, um, uh, know, what do you call that tax, like tax on cigarettes, an excise tax. Mm, okay. Here in the United States, there, there are only two types of taxes. One is an excise, one is a, an apportionment, and we don't do the apportionment thing. So it has to be a privilege to be able to work in the United States. That's why they pay taxes. Anyway. Um. So, uh, that's that's a little thing I wanted to clarify. So then, okay. what's the
1: point of, of of even writing it down on a form and submitting? Like, if you truly are exempt, why even fill out the form and write it wherever you're supposed to know this trick is to be?
4: Well, because the the employers don't know any better either, and they will put the pressure on you. So you want the job here? Fill out this form and the form. Both W-9 and W-4 only apply to those categories that I listed.
3: Yeah, it keeps the employer from um, withholding
4: your oh, full
2: Oh, okay. Just to clarify, I, see, I didn't know which forms were which or whatever. You're saying... This is a form you fill out when you get the job and you write this exempt on the I9 on? form, yeah.
3: right? Yeah, I had no idea that they used to W-4. so I looked into W-4. this. Uh, cuz uh, I I had noticed that there was this line that said uh, if you are exempt then write exempt here. Mm-hmm. But that's all that it said. Yeah. Now I had now I looked into this and found out okay, well what is the qualification for writing exempt here? Right. And yes, the rules are exactly that and that's very strange that if you were exempt last year Then you are exempt this year. That's Mm. the qualification, which is very strange. But I had no idea they used to actually put that qualification on the form. Yeah, I remember seeing it many times, and he's right. It did disappear over time. Mm. Yeah, and it's been step by step. So apparently,
4: uh,
3: originally, it used to say what the instructions were. Then it moved to there yep. was still an exempt line, but it didn 't tell you what the instructions were for being mm. exempt and now there 's no exempt line there at okay. all but uh, and I know this, and I know this directly right. that if you write exempt" in this little space because they didn 't used to have a little space there is the sp- just to clarify is
2: the space like in the middle of the form or is it down at the bottom of the page uh, or-
3: it, uh, sort of in the middle at the bottom.
1: I do not need to present the proper paperwork to prove that I am a free man. I am free because I declare right. I am
3: free. Well, so the thing is, the the only time okay. you're going to have the opportunity to uh, implement what Jet is talking about is when you are working for a corporation. Right. I,
1: I get that, and I'm not saying it's not—I uh, would love to hear from somebody who has tried what uh, Jet has suggested yeah. uh, and had success with it. I would love to nothing more than to hear that, and I understand. That's why I was asking him— like, why would you do this? Why would you write this? OK, well, if you want to be employed in a corporate environment in where, you know, you're collecting a regular paycheck and they hand you this W-2 form, OK, you want to get that filled out so that they could
3: process it. Yeah, it, it does work and it is legal. What Basically, at that something? point, it, it is uh, you are absolving the corporation of the responsibility of mm-hmm. determining the withholding and taking it upon yourself to do that. Right.
2: Interesting, Jet. Anything yeah, else you want to share tonight?
4: Just, uh, yeah, I just want to say real quick um, a couple of things. Uh, you wanted to talk to somebody who's actually done it. I've done it several times. But anyway, um, I wanted to – have you guys used the term government yes, yet tonight?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I have.
4: Okay. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Your neighbor is an accountant,
1: okay? Wait, wait, That's hang a on before you go on.
4: Working for a company.
1: Uh, Uncle Jet, tell us a story. <laughs> go
3: yeah. on, please.
4: Okay. Back in my day, okay, your neighbor's an accountant. After a few years of working for a company, he joins the IRS to get a higher salary. Mm-hmm. Well, He's the same guy, just another person, but with a badge and a gun, he's now a threat to your life. Mm-hmm. Now, your cousin's son, joined the Army at age 19 and after his two-year enlistment, he's now 21 and needs a job. So he joins the local police force. Well, mm-hmm. He's the same person, but with a badge and a gun. He's now a threat to your life. Right. There's someone you don't even know who decided to run for judge in the local court. He won the election. He's the same person, but with guns at his side, he's now a threat to your life. Sure. As long as you got as long as you guys keep using the collective term "government" and the associated bogus titles instead of a person's name or the gang they hang with, you will never make significant headway in your quest for freedom
3: and liberty. Um, Government is the name of the gang wondering. they hang with. That is the name of no, their no, gang.
4: No, the government
3: is no little
4: gangs. Everyone's in little gangs. If they're not in the big gang. The big gang is, is all in your mind. They're just little gangs like the FBI and the IRS and the CIA. And that
3: is absolutely uh, false. That is things. absolutely false. If you go after the IRS, you are also picking a fight with the FBI. If you go after the NSA, believe me, they will handle the the uh, CIA will also help the NSA fight you
1: if they're not too busy, you know, molesting children. I think
3: he would say that the gangs are working together. Okay, there they that's not a that's not a significant distinction. So I mean, if you have a corporation that has different departments, right. those departments are still part of one company. It's one company, different well, let departments. Me get to the point. I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up. I that if you truly want to
4: live free, you must understand and, and then broadcast that this thing we call government only exists in your mind, that the continuing threat to your lives comes only from other failed flesh-and-blood humans, just other people who have no more God-given right to do anything that you do. So until you pound this message into the heads of your friends
3: and and listeners, you will remain
4: under the rule of the violent, sociopathic, you know, tyrannical humans. But
3: even you you have trouble with it. What did you just say? Well, now they have a gun. No, that's not the difference. The difference isn't that they acquired weaponry. The difference is that they acquired legitimacy. They acquired legitimacy for their violence, in your for their mind. aggression. Yes, in, in in the minds of the majority in of our people.
2: Mind. We got Alu Axelman. He's an author, a regular blogger over at Liberty Block. That's his website, libertyblock.com. Uh, but he's been just cranking out the books over h- how many years? When did you write your first book? Because you're up to number seven now, Alu.
7: Yes, sir. The Blueprint for Liberty was the first one in the beginning of
2: 2021. 2021. Seven books in two years? Wow. It's amazing. Yes, sir that's prolific
1: is what yeah. that is
2: what am i doing with my life sorry go ahead and in the meantime he's like writing a ton of articles and, and I, blogs yeah i've been here for three there. years
1: i can't even put out a three-song ep yet so you <laughs> know. congratulations dude how
3: well many done. of you are there and uh how exactly do you interface with our time scheme because clearly you're moving extra at a completely... dimensional yeah, yeah i don't think he's limited by the speed of light here
7: that's a great point well i wish i could clone myself that's i mean I've had a baby, which is the closest I could get to it, there you but go. I do need to clone myself because there's too much work to do.
3: Your hey, new... half clones are way better.
2: Your new book is They Fear Unity. What's it about?
7: Yes. So I, I realized that politicians divide us based on all of the lines from old, young, black, white, guy, girls, gray, gay, all this stuff, rich, poor. Um, they use these things to divide us, which is not quite um, rocket science and it's not really uh, a shattering shock. Um and then I, I saw a sign that Carla Garrick was holding like a year or two ago at a CRT rally where they were, you know, CRTs, they tried to uh, turn white people and black people against each other in the school. Oh, critical it's race theory? In the government school. Yeah, yep, thank you. Yep. So at that big rally, it was a unity rally. We had like people of 15, 20, 30 ethnicities and like 20 different languages had signs saying um, uh, unity or something or they fear unity, or we're united, mm-hmm. um, and we have you know, tons of languages, and Carla was there with a sign that just said, they fear unity, and I'm like, bam, light bulb, oh my god, I have to write a book, mm-hmm. so that's when I thought of it, and this was still like, like a year ago, so I, I had a few other books that I had kind of started before then, so this was on the list to be number seven for the last like year, but mm-hmm. so I finally started it a few months ago after taxation of staff, and after presumed guilty, so I, I wrote it, um, it's decently short, it's like uh, 25,000 words, um, so a, very short for a book. And it's 13 chapters, but it goes through, like, all of the different ways that they divide us. But here's the thing. Like, it's probably been written before, but at the end, there's a really big twist. It's it's, they want to divide us so they can divide and conquer and make us focus on each other and we fight you instead of fighting the government. But at Mm -hmm. the end, I say, you know what? They want division. Let's steer into the skin. Let's give them division. And I think Ian knows what I'm saying. They want division. Let's give them all the division they can handle and then some. And what that means is division of the Union, Ooh. and that actually is the best way to take power away from D.C. Mm-hmm. Because once the Union starts dividing, then D.C., the Empire, Crumbles. has no one to rule over. That's and right. then they crumble, and then we win. So it's kind of like saying, steer into the skid. I mean, Picking up a,
3: what you're laying down. Mm-hmm. This has a lot to do with the Overton window, because if people, if what can be discussed is this group versus this group, but what cannot be discussed is All of us versus the people who are using violence and aggression to rule us, who are threatening us all of the time. If that cannot be talked about, then that cannot be changed. Now, I was wondering, have you have you heard of uh, Fred Hampton? Negative. So, uh, Fred Hampton was, uh, th- this was back in the sixties. He was, uh, coming to prominence in the, uh, the Black Panthers in Chicago. And, uh, at the time there was a, a lot of racial tension, especially between a lot of the, uh, the poor white Southerners who had had to leave their farms in the South, moved to the city. And um, a lot of them had ended up in Chicago. Now in the South, one of the the things that was very common to see was the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. So there, one of the ways that they, uh, sort of knew each other and identified was using the flag flag so that of course helped to inflame some racial wow. tensions but yes but so the, the, the Black Panthers and these uh, poor white Southerners who had also you know formed uh, similar sort of social organizations had actually started talking and uh, Fred Hamden had been a really big driver of that. So like they had actually reached the point that the the, the, the white Southerners abandoned the Confederate flag as their uh, group signal hmm. because of how it uh, divided them from the Black Panthers who were suffering the same problems and the same same issues. Mm-hmm. And because Fred Hampton was uh, was gaining in prominence and becoming higher and higher in the Black Panthers in the, on a national level, they assassinated him. I was going to guess that.
7: I was going to say the federal government would have to mess that up. They can't have unity. They fear, they fear it. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. it.
1: As many of their listeners may know, uh, I uh, am indeed a survivor of child abuse of many different forms, which mm. uh, I'm not going to go into. We could talk you. about that yeah. another day. But it is a topic that hits home. I do, I do some uh, donations to some charities for uh, child abuse, things of that nature. And so that's you know my way of giving back, as well as bringing up these topics on a show such as Free Talk Live. This Well, some people would say that's why we need the government is to protect children from abusers. <laughs> oh, well, just wait till you hear this. Mm-hmm. CIA caught covering up rampant child sex crimes inside the agency, and no one oh. has gone to jail. Imagine huh. imagine an agency so secretive and so corrupt that they can literally get away with criminal sexual abuse of children. Then imagine you are forced to pay for this agency, and despite knowing that their agents are abusing children, even admitting to it, they are avoiding any kind of legal ramifications. Well, there's no need to imagine this because it's that and more happening within the CIA, wow. and no one's doing anything about it. Last December... Through multiple FOIA lawsuits, BuzzFeed News obtained hundreds of internal CIA reports that detail the rampant abuse. According to the reports, despite multiple agents and contractors, numbering more than 10, being caught in child sex abuse situations, federal prosecutors have brought zero charges. Huh. Mm -hmm. The abusers remain protected by the agency itself. It's been nearly a year since this information became public, yet there have been no investigations and essentially no interest by anyone in D.C. or the political establishment to hold
3: anyone accountable. Wow. Yeah, I remember a previous article that uh, had gone into how the people that had been contractors of the CIA right. had gotten away with these sort of things. They still are. Wow. And and if you remember, Epstein was an intelligence asset. That was like the first time he got caught, tried, convicted. The reason that they'd let him go, the reason he got a slap on the wrist is because he was an an intelligence asset. And that was stated by the prosecutor at the time. Right. Right. And and here's the thing, like, uh, you know, Jet was talking about like, oh, well, no, these are different gangs. No, the Central Intelligence Agency is the central nervous system of this body. It is what runs this gang. So, like, uh, the question has come up, well, if you could get rid of one agency, oh, well, maybe the Fed. No, 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 the CIA. Hmm. You want to know who's running the show? They have the blackmail on everyone in power.
1: BuzzFeed reports that most of the cases were referred to U.S. attorneys for prosecution, but in an apparent quid pro quo scenario, the U.S. attorneys send the cases back to the CIA to handle them internally internally. Oh, Oh, I see. As a result of this scenario, these child-abusing monsters face no legal ramifications. At most, according to the report, they may lose their job or security clearance. Right, because if all you have
2: publicly—who dug up this information? I know it cited it right at the the start of the story. BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Uh, You know, all they got is, like, some documents from—allegedly from the CIA here— That's a whole different story than actual evidence being promoted in a courtroom and, like, showing the ugly details of what these people are doing. Instead, you just get, you know, some sort of internal memo or whatever. That's not the same. Like, that's nowhere near as damning of a situation.
3: And here's the thing. In civilized society, child abuse is a terrible personality, a criminal personality flaw. In government, it's a special skill. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Imagine it was your child who was raped by a CIA agent and authorities tell you that they cannot prosecute the abuser because it may reveal state secrets.
3: Hey, look,
2: it's for the good of the nation.
3: It's totally fine for the good of the nation. Mm -hmm. Your child's predator will never come to justice. If
1: there are state secrets so important inside the CIA that children can be sexually abused with impunity, it is high time this organization is disbanded and eliminated as children are the one thing we should actually be protecting. Sadly, however, that will likely not happen as this problem is rife throughout all government agencies, which explains why no one is looking into the CIA. In uh, July 2019, the TFTP reported... The problem of government agents viewing horrific images and videos of child pornography on official Department of Defense computers had gotten so out of hand that the bipartisan legislation had to be introduced to curb the practice. Uh, How's legislation going to curb that yeah, practice? I don't know. A couple of reps introduced legislation <laughs> meant to halt the epidemic of government <laughs> employees viewing and sharing child porn over Department of Defense networks and devices. I'd be willing to bet the DOD network has more child porn on it than any other network, period. It's already
2: illegal. What are they going to legislate that's going to somehow make it more illegal
3: for these people? They're not being prosecuted. I'm sorry. It's too bad that the person who abused your child was an important person. Mm. Too bad. I mean, if they hadn't been an important person, you might be allowed to find out who it was.
1: Uh, they launched an investigation into this kind of stuff. Uh, the investigation identified over 5,000 individuals, including many affiliated with the Department of Defense, who were subscribed to child porn websites. 5,000? Investi- yeah. The investigation was conducted by the Pentagon's Defense <laughs> Criminal Investigative Service, and it netted hundreds of suspects who work for and are affiliated with the Department of Defense. <laughs> hundreds of government employees are using taxpayer-funded DOD networks and computers to view and share child porn, essentially running a child porn network on a government system. Wow.
2: Well, listen, I mean, that's a very concerning thing, but if we were to just go ahead and arrest those thousands or hundreds or whatever of people, then we wouldn't have defense. We wouldn't be able to protect the nation. I mean, don't you people want to be protected from China and Russia? I mean, we got to give these people a pass clearly yeah what I want I'm being is for, by the way of
1: yeah, yeah I understand you're playing yeah. devil's advocate what I want is for people to understand that this is what happens when you give people power sure they abuse
3: it they abuse children with it mm-hmm And what I want people to understand is that this isn't one-offs. These aren't separate incidences. No, Mm -hmm. this is a network. This is a culture. This is what villainous psychopaths do to keep each other from backstabbing for five minutes. The only way to do it is blackmail. And the best kinds of blackmail are universally abhorrent behaviors like child sexual predation.
2: Go ahead, Sarah.
8: I just want uh, to um, bring up that I was watching the TV and... And they were talking about human trafficking around um, uh, the Super Bowl. Mm
4: -hmm.
8: They were saying that they bring the girls in there for, and most of the Johns are the local people that live there. And one of the things that she mentioned was that for 10 prostitutes, they incarcerate when they wind up in jail. Only one of them said, I was doing this because I wanted to do it. So all the other one nine of the prostitute jails were beaten or forced into it and cohorced.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: So that's the epitome of it. I mean,
2: yeah, that's one terrible one that if you. that's the case. And as we've tried to explain to you before, but you just simply will not listen. Uh, of course, ending prohibition of sex work would solve that problem basically overnight. Sure would. But you don't care actually about these women. You just pretend to, right?
8: Well, I mean, it, it, do you think? Do you really think that we could end prohibition just because you you want it, you wish it to? It's like no, it's other like How do slavery like, like ended back in New Mexico? How do you think just slavery ended, Sarah? You think it's going to happen?
3: People wanted anyway, I mean, to end it long enough for it to happen.
8: Okay, you're convinced of it, and you're willing to work on it, or whatever. But I mean, I mean, my reality, my my thing is that I just think they need to. Keep the more vulnerable. My my way of doing it is um, separating the homeless men from the women, so they can't recruit these women that are vulnerable. Hold on, I whoa, mean, whoa, whoa!
2: You said these men, these pimps, are bringing women in to the Super Bowl, meaning that they're coming from the outside in order to service these Johns. That sounds like it's a little out of the range of your average homeless guy, right? To arrange that.
8: No, no. I mean that. But i saying they recruit these girls that are runaway, runaway, runaway girls that they picked at their local cities wherever they're at. And once they get them around the month into their little stable. Well, I want could...
3: you. I want you to remember every time you collect that welfare check or whatever you want to call it. Every time you collect that check from the government. You are contributing to the homelessness problem. You see, if we didn't have all of these regulations choking the life out of our economy, then we wouldn't have this giant homelessness problem. If they couldn't print the money to give to you, then we wouldn't have this enormous homelessness problem.
8: But well, We're talking about how they get these girls. The, these girls are busted or t- brought into these super bowls. Okay.
2: But but you just said that that soapy. wasn't the case no, no,
3: that, no, no that, she was no no that, she was okay, saying okay, that uh, gonna, apparently no, the majority okay, of the johns there, are uh, locals
2: wait a minute i thought you said that that's originally what you had said was that they were being brought in, and then I said that would be out of the range of your average homeless guy. And then you said, "No, the homeless guys are the ones that are recruiting these girls." Which, which no, way is no, it? No,
8: no, the homeless girls are being rounded up in their city, and once they, once they, get but didn't them, you say the solution
2: their... was to separate homeless men from homeless women in homeless shelters? Right,
8: right. That's my thing. Because they have how their is their that be going hundreds. to stop this? They have. They have a scout. They're actually homeless men. They get those for scouts. money. or I don't know what they walk with their pants. So they I track see. them. These girls. They're on lookouts for these girls yeah. and they round. See here's them how up, it would work if they... it
2: were legal. Okay, so if prostitution were legal, one of the ways it would work is professionals would be doing this job you would not be able to recruit as effectively on the streets because a crack-addicted, you know, meth whore who's missing half her teeth or whatever and has got pockmarks all over her body from picking constantly because of her meth addiction is not going to have a chance to compete with a young woman who's trying to pay her college bills or whatever who wants to go into uh, this profession of doing sex work because she knows it pays really well.